Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to switch things up a little bit on QWERTY Writing Life Podcast and give you our takeaways from our last work session first. And then we'll give you our creative weeks and our personal updates. So let's take it away, Joy. Okay, so we have had some productive work sessions. Um, As you guys know, we took a little bit of a hiatus, which went from two months to three months. And but in that time, we have been working on some projects. Um, So sorry, that's Romy and Tolkien are playing right now. So you might just hear a little bit of um, barking and meowing as they have fun together. (laughs) That's it. You gotta love the sweet fur babies, right? I love it when like a dog and a cat play together. Yeah. It just feels like it's breaking all kind of boundaries that we put up. I just agree. (laughs) And it's so funny too, because it's like they don't really know how to play together, but they're trying. (laughs) Like (laughs) anyway, I just love it. So thank y'all for bearing with me on that one. So we kind of just jotted down some takeaways from the work sessions that we've had, and we wanted to just go through and share those with y'all. So the first one was that it was really great. We did some individual research, but then we came back together um, and did research together as well. So kind of what I took from that is the individual research is probably a better use of time because like if May is working on something and I'm working on something, like we're getting two things done at the same time. But it's nice to have some together research too. So even though like there were times where we had intended to do the research separately, we ended up doing the research together and I think it worked well. So it's one of those cases of you kind of pivot (laughs) as you go through and researching together is helpful because we're able to kind of bounce ideas and questions back and forth as we go through it, which you can't do when you're by yourself. So obviously we're working on projects together as a team, which makes it a little bit different, but that was something that I kind of pulled away from the whole research part. For those of you who haven't listened to the last episode, just a little refresher here. Joy and I are going through um, choosing a project was the last episode. So we revisited our fundamental standards, made sure that they were in line with us as a collective and as a brand. uh, And then we chose our very first project. And that's going to be um, our work, our workbook for Finders Keepers, A Practical Approach to Finding Keep Your Writing for Keep Partner, which is the book that Joy and I wrote together. So we have the book out already, and we wanted to turn that book into a, a workbook. And we really, really love a spiral build. <laughs> and, and so there were some things that we had to do. We had to research, like, how we were going to do the workbook. Did we want to go with, like, our standard Ingram Spark and Amazon, or did we want to try to find a place that would print a spiral bound workbook? 
And so that's where a lot of the research was going. And so we did it separately and then we did it together. And that was amazing. But we also, this was something that was surprising for me as well. Originally, what we were researching was for the present tense, like what we are doing right now. And what I found was that it was really beneficial for us to not just think about today, but also think like five years from now, like how is this going to benefit us? Because uh, if we did want to do the spiral bound, we also needed to have a way to, to sell it because Amazon doesn't do a spiral bound, even Spark doesn't do a spiral bound. And those are our two main um, publishing, like print places. So, um, so we had to look at, do we want a store on our website like is it worth the financial responsibility of that is there a way to ease into a store like have the storefront on a website like Shopify and then eventually integrate that into a website later so these are some really big questions that we had to have answers to before we could decide if we wanted to even print a spiral bound workbook <laughs> Yeah, it's like question like begets question and it just kind of snowballs. So when you when you are in the research process, I think this would be a huge tip that I would give you or just maybe it's not so much a tip as a reminder that sometimes you think that you're researching this one little thing, <laughs> but it might end up being so much more. So give yourself a little grace and understand that you might uncover a whole host of other questions that go along with it. Right. And I would definitely suggest like writing the questions down and I would also suggest, I know it's so easy, like the the urge to have something finalized is so great in my soul right now. So there were times where I wanted to skip over questions that popped into my head. Um, but because this is joy and me together, because this is something that we want to be timeless and it's something that we want to really be a good foundation for quarterly writing life, it would not have behooved us to skip any over any questions like those things were going to come up eventually anyway. And in order to be, you know, have due diligence to our brand and our fundamental standards, we really needed to answer all the questions <laughs> when I really wanted to skip over some. <laughs> exactly. I feel like we did this too when we were writing the book and getting the book out into the world. Right. <laughs> I feel like this is like same same song, uh, second chorus. <laughs> second, first, same as the first. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, but that that's really one of the takeaways for me is that look into the future as well as the present and don't skip over the questions when they come up. Yeah. And something that was so great for us, and now I know that, you know, many of you guys may not be writers, maybe your projects or some other creative medium, but specifically for us, and I think that this, you're, you're going to find that this crosses over into other mediums is my point here. Yes. For us with books, obviously size is an issue. So when you're getting ready to uh, print a book, you need to know what size it's going to be because that determines so many things. It determines the cost of how, how much it's going to be to print it, um, how much you'll be able to then sell it for, what your profit, profit margins will be, all of that stuff. So it's kind of something you really have to know early on. And it's something you even have to think about is like, how is it going to look on the bookshelf? Because there are right. a lot of readers who are very aesthetic and they like their bookshelves to look a certain way. I may speak from experience, but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but we can't be the only medium that is like that, though. Right. I'm sure. 
And so for us, something that May did that was so great, and honestly, I would not have thought of this, and I love that she did. So we were when we were looking at all the different size options, she pulled out like a ruler and a stack of paper. And so we visualized, okay, if it's this many pages and it's at this size, like she held up the stack so we could see like the side, you know, okay, how wide is it going to be? Like, okay, what does this actually look like? She pulled out books that were those same sizes and put them next to our book, our current book that is out. Okay, so how would the workbook look next to the book? You know, we did all of this and y'all that made a huge difference. Like just to be able to actually visualize that, that made a huge, huge difference. So yeah. I'm so glad that you did that. And I would certainly recommend that to anyone and would do that in the future moving forward. Right. So I'm such a visual person. Like that is my first and foremost learning style is visual. And that's, it's just something I had to do in order to understand exactly what was going on when we were having that conversation. But I can definitely see how that would be really interesting for potentially or, or um, specifically visual arts. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you know, if you're a painter and you're doing prints or if you're a photographer and you're doing like canvas prints and things like that, you want to make sure that you have enough sizes available of your artwork in order for there to be a really cool gallery wall. So think about like, you know, somebody who loves your work and they want everything that you do. And are you offering sizes enough to do um, kind of a collection mm-hmm. of your pieces on a living room wall on a hallway or something like that. But I think that this would be a really good place to pull out your ruler, pull out your piece of paper and, and maybe even some like tacky stuff that you can put on your wall and see what it's going to look like. Yeah. That's a great way to visualize. I love it. Um, Another takeaway for me is that we had to decide about what was precious to us. We really wanted this spiral bound workbook. And so we had to decide if, formatting the daggone thing twice was going to be worth it. And so uh, with, with Logos and Mythos um, publishing company, she has an out, Joy has an outside formatter. So that would be potentially double the cost to format it in two different ways and um, in two different sizes because spiral bound wasn't necessarily what we could um, have offered to us from Ingram Spark and to, from Amazon. So, we had to decide, is the spiral bound precious to us? If it's precious to us, how precious is it? Is it worth that extra money? Is it worth the extra time? And is it worth learning about Spotify stores or any other kind of internet stores? Is it worth having boxes of printed spiral bound workbooks in our garage when we have speaker events, we can take them and only sell them at, at, at speaking events? Like, is it worth the trouble basically. And, um, you know, we have thoughts on that. We have, I, I don't think we've decided 100% yet. Have we? I don't think so. I think we were still researching, um, the sizes and what the options mm-hmm. were with all the, the platforms. I think that might've been one of the last pieces of the puzzle that we had gotten. Um, but right. I can't remember exactly what it was. So we haven't come back to discuss that again. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. But we had the discussion of, okay, well, if this is the case and, you know, we mm -hmm. can't do all the same size on all the platforms, like, what do we think about this? Like, which, how important is it? How precious is it? Like you said. exactly. And it's obviously pretty precious to us because we're still talking about it. And I think that's an indicator too. Like if your first, you know, if your first answer is no, or I don't know, or maybe, or, you know, whatever your answer is, like, let it sit for a minute. And then are you still thinking about it? Are you still talking about it? 
if you are and you and, and you're not able to let it go, then you might want to revisit. So we have a, an interesting situation and dynamic with us because we kind of have two distinct partnerships. So May and I are co-authors. So we have that partnership. And then I have the publishing company that, you know, that's the name that we use on our books. Like that's the publishing company and I'm, I'm the publishing company. (laughs) So it's kind of a weird dynamic of, I also have that publisher to author relationship as well overlapped or kind of almost like setting on top of or side by side somehow this co-author thing. So it makes it a little different, but I love that May is the one who reminds me that I am the publisher and that sometimes I have to think like that <laughs> because, you know, as an, as the author, like I like to just think, Ooh, pretty shiny. Like I want it this way, but I also have to remember that I am the business side and I have to think that way too. I have to think through all of those big decisions and make sure that overall with all things considered, like the, the broad picture of everything, I have to make sure that the decisions that we're leaning toward make sense in that light as well. And so May does a really good job of reminding me to think like that when sometimes I forget to. <laughs> well, and I have to say that it's easier for me to help with the reminding of that situation because you're so close and you're, and you're when you're thinking about um, one particular relationship, the co-author situation, it's kind of hard to step out of that and then put on your publisher hat for a second. But I can do that because it's not my publishing company. (laughs) I can say I can be in that co-author relationship, have that little hat on, and then I can be like, hmm, I wonder what my publisher would say about this. And then like, I would say, Joy, what does my publisher say about this? (laughs) And then I can be like, okay, switch hats. All right, let me think about that. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But what I do love is that we get to, we get to, dream this dream as authors and then we can kind of not compromise but we can hold that dream up to our fundamental standards and we can see how we can keep our fundamental standards while also being financially responsible to logos and mythos so it's kind of cool and honestly this is how so many creatives are especially with so many indie creatives Mm -hmm. so you are your you know in book terms publisher author Gallery owner. Yes. Um, (laughs) All of those things. Marketer. Like you are everything, right? (laughs) And so you have to like, you have to be able to switch and think through the different aspects of the business, the creative business. So I would imagine that even if it's a project that you are working on by yourself, regardless of the medium, you're probably having to do this as well. Yeah. So it's super fun to dream the dream and be the creative and be like, I would love it to be like this. But then, you know, just don't forget your business app. And uh, and after you have dreamed everything up, uh, just ask yourself, you know, what, what does business creative say about this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we're probably going to say this every episode. And it's okay because... So important. It's so so important. Um, but another takeaway, it was just the amount of communication that we had to have in order to have this conversation at all with the research, with I'm researching this, 
okay, so you're researching that. I'm going to research this, you know, and just being able to um, stay in communication and not go on a white rabbit trail without letting Joy know first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That sort of thing. Uh, We did have, I guess, an example of a, a way that this came to be noticed as a takeaway was that um joy has a has a a formatter and a cover designer and i have a cover designer too um but in my head for some reason and i don't even know why to be honest with you but in my head i was assuming that we we were going to be doing the cover design and we were going to be doing the formatting and so i just i don't know that's just what where my mind went immediately. And so Joy is talking a language that um, is formatter, cover designer, like outsourcing language. And I'm speaking in-source, you know, in-house language. And so none of the twain shall meet, right? So <laughs> We suddenly realized, wait a second, I don't think yeah. we're talking about what we think we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you think it means what you think it means? Exactly. <laughs> So we had a miscommunication there and it wasn't until we were like, hold on, just let's, let's just pause this conversation for a second. And Joey was like, you do know that I'm going to hire a formatter and a cover designer, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like, oh, epiphany. It was wonderful. Like I I really, uh, that was great. So now we can have a conversation that's meaningful, that is understandable to both of us. And we can continue on planning this, this jazz because we couldn't. We were stunted. We were stagnated in this miscommunication point. So that was an example of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good example. And so you know, just one of another thing that really is a big takeaway. And I think I can't remember if we said this in the last one or not, but making yourself notes, notes (laughs) and lists. And like May mentioned earlier about the questions, writing down your questions and the answers to them, like having them in a place, right? Okay. Also, another thing is pulling the links as we research. Mm -hmm. So this was super huge, especially when we were doing individual research, uh, because that way we could put whatever links we were looking at. And we could put in parentheses behind, this is what I discovered from this. Like we can kind of give like a snapshot of this is what I learned when I read this blog post about this company, you know, and then we can each read that and know, you know, get the, the Cliff's Notes version (laughs) of the research that the other person had done. And this is also vital if you are working on a project by yourself, you know, I have to do this when I'm researching for a book, you know, I have learned the hard way. I have to put those links that I've used for research and I need to always remember, don't always do this. And I always regret it. I have to put in there. What did I get from this link? Like, what did I learn? Was this a good link and and helpful or not? Was it not helpful? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's equally helpful to be able to know, look, I've already been to this website and it's not, this is not what I needed. So I'm not wasting time down the road going back to the same website thinking, oh, surely I'll find something here on the topic of, you know, guns in, I don't know, Lithuania. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have that's no good. idea. I'm not writing about it. <laughs> I'm not. I and I think why. that's really important too, especially if you're like a video, um, if you like a lot of videos and YouTube is your, is your university, um, because I have noticed, I mean, it's been going on, but I think it's gotten worse now where there'll be clickbait links 
or, or click like clickbait titles yes. to YouTube videos, and it's like, oh, this is exactly what I need, and then it's not. And then and 16 so, minutes later, you're like, well, that was really a waste of my 16 minutes. Right. There's that. Um, and then there's also like, oh, gosh, just I have a really, my short-term memory is is not good. Yeah. It's not good. So I can, uh, I need to also record what phrases I Googled and Ooh, things yeah. like that. Um, yeah those specifics because if my internet goes out or if there's something that happens where um, I have somehow gone back too far and I can't recover the phrase that I've Googled and it's exactly what I needed and I was going down that list Mm -hmm. and researching that list, like recording the phrase that I was, that I was Googling and then like what websites came up from underneath it with the parentheticals on the side of it is super helpful. But since my short term memory is so short, if I'm, if I am researching synonyms, I'll forget which ones, which ones I'm on. Yeah. So, yeah, an example of how that's really helpful to have your the search that was actually productive mm-hmm. is I have had a number of times where I have researched the same thing. There was one particular thing in my uh, in any good thing that I kept searching for, and I searched for it every which way you could think of I thought and finally I went back months later and I still was trying to find an answer to this particular question and I typed it in I guess a different way than I had before and boom I got the answer that I needed but literally months later and so that's a case of man I sure hope that I kept exactly how I put that in to get to the answer that I needed because nothing right. else worked before that happened uh that happened with my water novel research while I was while I was doing that I was like well, what did I search <laughs> <laughs> because nothing it wasn't coming back up and I was, so that's the worst too it's like I finally found exactly what I needed and I don't know how I got there and then yeah. it, you know and then I wasn't able to repeat it and so it's like I know you're out there I know what I need is there anyway do that yes do that (laughs) don't be like us and not do that (laughs) oh my goodness um so I think that the last thing that I have to say really is about how everything just always takes longer than I expect it to in my in my creative life in my personal life in in my professional life it all just takes longer than I think it's going to. It does. It really does. I don't have anything to add to that because that's just, <laughs> amen. <laughs> right. So, and I guess, I guess the situation here is grace. Yeah. And in, in that. I think that when things take way longer than I have planned for it to, I feel, I feel like I shouldn't do that anymore. I feel like at this stage, I should know how long it's going to take and I shouldn't have this issue. Right. But that's not the case because life is life is always changing and there's always different things that happen or different circumstances <laughs> that come up. Yeah, I know. Chuckle chuckle because <laughs> that's all we can do right now. Anyway. But yeah. yeah, it's I think that's what I'm trying to say is that like that you're not um, there's no no reason to feel shame or like incompetent or anything like that if something takes longer than you expect it to. Uh, even if you've done it 
10 other times and it took that same amount 10 other times, this is a new time. Yeah. And, and there are always variables that can change. Even if you've done it before over and over and over again, but especially if it's the first time and you think that this, oh, this should be easy. I will allot one hour to research. Ha 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 ha. And all the writers laughed. <laughs> so, so yeah, um, if it takes, if it takes longer than you expected, then just let that go and keep trucking along. Yeah. Well said. <laughs> Which is almost an excellent segue, should we? Yes, I think so. (laughs) So let's get into our creative weeks, Joy. Oh boy. (laughs) Um, So maybe maybe like the personal updates might be helpful. And as well as creative weeks, we will merge those two things together so that we can give you a full picture of what's happening. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so for my end of things, so our... Our hiatus was supposed to be two months. You might have noticed that it was three months, um, but we are back in in the game and all of that, putting our our episodes out, and we have been working. But a big part of what gave us a bit of a halt was in my own personal life. So um, my parents are older, and they have had some health issues and some huge life changes, and I was needed to facilitate some of those things. So I uh, was pretty much gone for two weeks. Yeah, the majority of two weeks, I was kind of just even away from home. Um, One full week and then lots and lots of phone calls in between for a few days and then back away. So that really affected my ability to be present to do stuff like this. Um, It happened at the same time that my kids' school was starting, so we started one week late. I'm glad that it was only one week late, but all of my prep time um, was eaten up, which means that I've been doing the rest of that while starting school, and that's pretty much my day, is kind of how my days are going right now. Uh, On top of all that, I'm still dealing with almost daily Uh, conversations and uh, planning and facilitating that I'm kind of helping with in one form or fashion most days of the week as well. So it also includes a lot of emotional, like just draining. It's draining emotionally. Um, My physical health did take a little bit of a toll there during those that time where I was gone and I had to recover from that. But I will say, and this is where this isn't your creative week in the traditional sense, but I have had to do some deep thinking and, um, yeah, just deep thinking about what's most important and where my focus needs to be. And so for me, when I was able to come back home, in a more, you know, and start to get back into a schedule and all of that kind of stuff. Like my health had to take priority because it, it went badly. Um, and I had to get that back under control. And then I had to make sure that my kids school got going and got going well. And so my immediate family and my health have become my primary focus. Fo- foci? Fo- what is focuses? 
I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up. But anyway, whatever. Focuses. Focuses. Foci sounds cool. We'll research that after this episode recording. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or y'all can let us know. Send us an email. (laughs) But but yeah, so that uh, definitely my priorities have been realigned where they need to be. Uh, But that has meant that my personal creative stuff, that has definitely taken a back burner. Um, And so, yeah, which kind of stinks and I'm sad about, but it is what it is right now. And I have a plan in place, which could always be shot to, you know, Pluto, but we'll see. (laughs) So what about you? Um, well, I think that first of all, we just need to say thank you for sharing and feeling comfortable enough to say this to everybody, um, all over the world who's listening. (laughs) And I have to say too, like definitely thanks to you for extending so much grace over this month. Like it's just been, I just kind of had to drop stuff and I hated that. Like I hate doing that. That's like the worst thing in my, in my mind to have to do. But you've been so gracious. (laughs) Yeah, you've been so gracious and so kind, and I appreciate that. Um, I don't feel that way. I feel as if this is just what needed to happen, and this is what you needed, and so we do what you need. Like that's that's just it. (laughs) Like it doesn't even seem like an option. (laughs) And you've been so gracious to me in all of the different things that have happened in my life too. So I just, you know, I'm happy. Not that I'm happy that you're in this situation because that is not the case at all. But I am glad to be able to um, to help you in this way because you've done so much for me. So there's that. No. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just so hard. And, I, and you talked about like emotional drainage. And I just want to, you know, I just want to unpack that for a second. Mm-hmm. And let's let's talk about how we need to recognize when we are emotionally drained because of situations in our lives and things that we are thinking about and things that we are doing and things that um, have been done to us. And, you know, it's not anybody's fault necessarily but it it just happens and um and sometimes I feel like we think that we're machines especially women where it's just like these you know this must be done this has to be done this is next this is next this is next and you know you finish one thing and you look at the list you know and that's very much my life right now and um and I feel like um, emotional drainage is not something that I prioritize and I just keep going so I know that's unhealthy um, mentally, like for as far as like mental health, I know that that's unhealthy. So I'm saying it out loud to, uh, to put my, make myself accountable, but also to, to commend you on being able to say, yes, this is something that I need to prioritize. And thirdly, for anyone who's listening, and if you're not prioritizing that, then, um, then think about it, maybe. And fourthly, if you are prioritizing that and you're having success, yay you, good job, um, because Share it's so hard, tips. right? And it's yeah. it's just so hard. Yes. So um, to it's, it's hard to prioritize it. It's hard to observe it and recognize it, and then be able to stop the presses and say, what do I need right now? Yeah. And so if you're doing that well, just keep going. You know. Feel, feel encouraged. We're supporting you. We think you're great. So, <laughs> Yeah, and I think just on that note, with creative specifically, like emotions are such a huge thing. Like our, right. like creating is a very emotional thing. So 
everybody is different. Some people create so much better as they're going through those things and other people like they just need to not, you know? Mm -hmm. And so this is, goes back to knowing yourself, you know, and knowing what you need in the moment and if, when you need to pause and back mm -hmm. away from things and what things and right. when you need to continue, you know, and mm -hmm. push through or not necessarily push through. Cause I think in that case, if it's something that is therapeutic for you to continue with the creative part, then perhaps for you, it's the other things that need to be set aside for a moment while you work through the reality as you produce the beautiful. Um, so. Yes. Yeah. Which brings us back all the way down to season one. Yes. <laughs> right. Seriously. If you guys are new to us or you just don't it's been a long time, you know, those first, like, was it five episodes in first season five one? five episodes, yeah. Yeah, those are still, they're timeless, they really are. Yes, and that's where we talk about being introspective. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, oh, it's my turn. We're not yes. done. Yes, we're not done. You have to share. <laughs> that just felt like such a nice closure. Do we need to I know. <laughs> okay, now, Joy was vulnerable. I will also have a candid chat with you guys as, as well. That's what we do here. So um, this summer was also very interesting for me in that uh, in June I had um, a, a surgery. And so I, I had a, hyster a hysterectomy, which had some, some medical time that needed to happen, uh, like recovery time that needed to happen. And, um, and then in the post-op uh, doctor's appointment, I told the doctor that I was having a heart situation where things uh, were, it felt like a hiccup or a flip. It didn't hurt, um, but it did kind of like kind of shock me and leave me drained for just a few moments and then I would be fine. So I just would have to sit down for a minute and then I'd be fine. Um, that's not normal. So, <laughs> um, and it also became, uh, it also became more often, like it happened more often during the recovery it happened a little bit while I was on some hormone therapy and things like that but then like after the surgery it happened quite quite a bit and also a little we had some extra hormone therapy right before the surgery and then we did it a little bit more there too so um, I was put on a heart monitor for 30 days and uh, I had to do some extra tests and things like that just to make sure that my heart was doing well. But all of this like flew into uh, into August and at the end of August, I was able to uh, to get off the heart monitor and things like that. And we're still trying to figure out what's happening there. So uh, so that that was something of a situation. And then every time that Joy and I tried to meet. It just didn't work out <laughs> because of my my health situations and 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 things like that, and uh, and and then what Joy just shared with us too. So um, in the past two weeks, it's been very interesting because we have had a whole house full case of head lice, which is. So awful. Um, and if anybody is familiar, then you know that you have to like detox your entire house for that. And sometimes multiple times, depending on if they keep coming back or not. And so every, every night has been filled with hours and hours of going through everybody's hair and making sure that everybody doesn't have anything in there that's not supposed to be in there. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, as on the tail end of that, I had uh, a, a child who had the case of the flu. 
so we're dealing we were dealing with flu and everything until uh just just i think last night we're getting toward the end of of lice <laughs> so the um, worst those dang little things i mean and they are resilient if we if anybody thought they're like right up there with cockroaches it's like <laughs> as far as like hard to kill so and so we're dealing with that and uh and the flu and the health issues and things like that. And so um, all of these life things just hit us. And we just wanted to let you guys know that uh, that we can have a really great plan for everything that we want to do as creatives. And life can still happen. And we are still going to push through. And we're st- when I say push through, <laughs> we're not going to ignore we're not going to ignore life, but we are going to be able to fit curvy writing life things in the margins of life. And we're still going to keep working on this workbook. I think that we're still in a good place to have it finished in a, in a a timely manner, but uh, we're just going to take it one day at a time at this moment. And then when this season settles down, we'll reevaluate and see if we want to maybe take on two projects instead of one or something like that. But we have to be realistic and not just to, well, we have to be realistic to ourselves so that we can be realistic to each other and say, I can do this or I can't do this, or I just need to share with you what's happening right now. So there's that. And in the middle of all of this too, um, I've got this writing retreat that's coming up at the end of the month very excited about but it's also required a little bit of homework before we get to the writing retreat so um so i wrote the first chapter of my book because that's going to be able to be critiqued by uh, the hosts of the workshop and before um everybody in in my group wanted to to have a critique of it and i was like well why not let's do it so um so i finished my first chapter and then i also critiqued three more because there's three other people in the group so I critiqued that and then um, another another assignment came up to where we had to rewrite the Midas story into a short story so I don't think I told you about that yet no so I uh, I wrote and it had to be 5,000 words or less so I wrote a short story it's 5,000 words or less and I have critiqued three other short stories that were 5,000 words or less in all of this time and we've had the meetings for those two so um, they they are like once a week and they're an hour, but there's the prep time for that. And so um, this is where we are. Uh, and, and so I have been doing some creative things, but it's not been uh, the things that I've expected to be working on. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're responsible to other people, it does make you know, it does put you into this place to where we're going to make sure that they're not going to suffer because of me. <laughs> so. Well, that's so exciting what you've been able to do already with it, and I can't wait to see how things go during the actual event, the retreat itself, and how cool is that? Right, so copious notes. Yes. Copious notes. Absolutely. (laughs) So that's my personal update, and and also creative week in a nutshell. (laughs) <laughs> Shall we do a party challenge? Oh, I didn't even think about a party challenge. So 
I do have one though. And this is something that like, it's something that we've talked about through here is, you know, writing everything down, writing the questions down, writing, making lists, you know, all of these things, writing down your research or links, all of this stuff. And guys, just to be perfectly frank with y'all, if we had not done a really good job of this after our last session and during those, those sessions that we had, this episode wouldn't have happened the way that it did. Right. You know? So we had done a really great job of recording everything that we had talked about and recording the takeaways from each of our work sessions as we went through them. And so basically it was all there and ready for us. So for you guys, my challenge would be to think through the stuff that you're working through, whether you're working with a partner or not, and evaluate and see, are there some ways that you can be a little bit more organized as far as, you know, the examples of the the tips that we've given you before about jotting down what you're doing um, and what the next step is before you step away from your work session. You know, what's your next work session going to be about? Go ahead and write that down so you don't forget. Or, you know, what's the next step? What's the next whatever? Or even just jotting down the things that you've already done, having a list somewhere, checking off the list as you go so that you still have that and you can go back and see, okay, I've already checked on that and here's the link and this is what I found out there. Things like that. I think that's so important too whenever you are creating in the margins of life because it's so easy to forget what you've already done. Mm -hmm. And then you either redo it and you're like, oh, I've already done this. This is like deja vu. Or, or you, you know, you kind of get down on the fact that you have not done the things that you were hoping to do, but you can look at that checklist and be like, but you know what? I've done all these other things. And so it kind of boosts you back up emotionally. Mm-hmm. So super important. And I would also extend this to if you don't have one spot wherever you live, like, whatever your living arrangement is. And it doesn't have to be big. It, it can be a basket. Like mm-hmm. it, it can be, a, it could be small, but if you don't have one spot where you keep these things, if they're tangible, mm-hmm. or if you are doing it digitally, you need to know where that digital one spot is to, uh, to keep all of these notes and these checklists and then any kind of, um, any kind of findings or, or anything like that. Just being able to keep that from episode one of season four, being able to keep that project list, um, being able to, this episode, keep the research list and the things that you've done like that in a physical place that are in one place that you can get to it really quickly um, and efficiently. I think that that ties really well with Joy's challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we hope that you guys have an incredible week. Yes, and go make something. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.